Welcome back to episode 151 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm here with Grizz and our very special guest, Fat Hog Jerry Meehan. Oink, 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 oink. F-H-J-M in the fucking house. <laughs> oink, oink, oink. What's up, bros? He was so excited for... See. What I we got, see right now. I, I, I'm occasion. sitting here, half new baby, sweating bullets because my blood pressure's probably through the roof. I just got done eating an apple core out of a fucking pig trough behind a 7 Eleven. I'm good to go, brother. Jerry is actually the same color as a pig, like a baby pig. He's like that pinkish, like, uh, translucent almost yeah. in some areas. That's right. He's got a tattoo of a cross, an upside down cross on his forearm right now. He's got a uh, Freddy vs. Jason mask tattoo on his other arm. I He's got a Triforce on his back. I got a shittily tattooed Triforce on my back that I forget's there. I got stretch marks out the wazoo. Who does it, baby? Come on. I'm that, kind of, I'm that kind of pink, you know what I mean? That, that holiday ham. We call that boar's head color. Boar's head, yeah. <laughs> you look like a boar's head baloney right now. I was, I was just trying to find out who that guy was that did the boar's head commercials. He's dead. I wanted to pay him to oh. do like a like a thing or something. That and the the Dunkin' Donuts guy. Time to make the donuts. That's my future. <laughs> Looking like that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you shave the beard into the mustache. <laughs> That's gonna happen. I promise you. Once I get I older, look it's like just gonna I'm, be mustache. My goal is to look like Tom Arnold between Roseanne's legs. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Have you fucking seen the whole, like, Tom Arnold's sister fucking thing? The drug? She was, like, the, the big coke what? The mule meth or whatever? Queen? The meth Dude, queen. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, like, there's this documentary that just came out, and, like, I guess Tom Arnold's, like, sister is, like, this biker meth queen kingpin of fucking America, and, like, doing crazy fucking life, and it's, like, who would have thought? Like, I, I mean, look at... So I guess it's not too far-fetched, but still. Dude, is that how he got into drugs and shit? Like, wasn't he all fucked up I'm sure it helped. I mean, he was an alcoholic, but I'm sure fucking, I mean, crystal meth goes great with alcohol. Not that I fucking know, but it's like one of those things, you know, where if you're you're on speed, you can drink a lot and shit, so that's what all those bikers do. They drink for days. I was watching some Chris Farley, uh, like, documentary of some sort, and Tom Arnold is on it, and he's going through all, like, these old pictures in his house, and he shows a picture, and at one point, he is legitimately bigger than Chris Farley. Oh, I, I was like, what the he fuck? He was? Yeah, he was. That's insane. I, was, I don't remember that ever. The Yo, fuck? Yo, you guys remember that movie he did with Rick Moranis, Bully Bully? No. no. You guys have never. Oh my god! Yeah, right, seriously, you need to take. Uh, everybody needs to like go and, and look for this fucking movie this week. 
It's from, it's got to be from like maybe like 97, 98. And it's Rick Moranis and he's like going back to school as like a fucking substitute teacher. And the gym teacher there is Tom Arnold. And he's his fucking like school bully from when he was a kid and shit. And he's like bullying him all over again as like a fucking te- dude. It's hilarious. Everyone should check that movie out. You gotta watch. That's that's like the alternate universe of Little Giants, and instead of fucking uh, Al Bundy, <laughs> yeah, it's dude. fucking Tom Arnold. Dude, right? I love dude Rick Moranis in that time period is, is a fucking American, well Canadian treasure. He's, he's fucking great, amazing. Man. I that's love one that of Jerry's. Uh, Idols, I think, right? You always used to talk about Rick Moranis. I no, think that's so Ghostbusters. Piscini always talked about Rick Moranis, not me. Oh, was I Piscini thought you were a big thing. fan. No, was that was... you who punched him in the face randomly? No, but I, I, I was, was going to say, say, fuck that guy. Whoever punched that motherfucker. I, I was going to say, <laughs> it was I, Zool. That's so, yeah, it was Zool. <laughs> that man. article, that article that came out, that was like Rick Moranis got punched in the face in in uh, Central Park or whatever. New York is back. Like that. <laughs> That's how we all know. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, random acts of I remember again. like when oh, I just saw an ass on your screen, beard. I remember when, uh, like years ago, when I was a little kid, and, the, and like Brooklyn started getting like gentrified and all that shit, and somebody got mugged like around where like my dad grew up, and the person was like, "I'm not giving you my purse," and the person just straight up shot him. That was it. Like, your just, purse is worth it. Give him the fucking. Yeah, purse. Dude, that's going on now, man. It's it's like you're you're a transplant from like Kansas, and it's like you don't understand what's like a couple blocks away from you right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of New York City, I guess this actually kind of I guess we could connect this to New York City thanks to Part Eight. Yeah. yeah the last we part watched, we saw of this motherfucker. We watched the 1993, uh, I guess, return to the franchise. Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. That was not the final Friday, but Ever. whatever. They're never the final. It's like those rock bands who are like, this is Kiss's farewell tour number 72. And it's like, Jesus Christ, Like you guys are never going to retire. You're just using this this gimmick of farewell to sell more tickets, you That's fucking right. schmucks. I hate like Godzilla. That Godzilla movie They're, was supposed to be the last one. They had a funeral for him in Japan. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Destroyer. Never it's, it's never, never done. over. Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not Destroyer. even Destroyer. <laughs> Destroyer. But I feel like a big thing with these movies, too, was the invention of the internet. And at least, like, the widespread adoption of it. All of a sudden, now you have this huge, like, marketing machine that you can use. Why wouldn't you go back to the well? Yeah, I mean, this was money. pre... This was pre all that shit, but this was like the last Friday the 13th to me that felt like it was at least like kind of original. You know what I mean? Like it was part of the original series and everything. Uh, You were looking at magazines about it. I was very, very young. So I remember when this was coming out and it was like, you know, you would talk about Jason and all that shit. You never even saw one of the movies. Yeah. This was the first Jason movie I saw. See, I feel like that's a lot of people. I yeah. I feel like a lot of people, this might have been the first one that they actually saw because maybe your parents rented it when it was on tape or whatever. So, yeah, I'm trying I to mean, think too. It might have been mine, honestly. When, I that's true. When I went upstate as a kid, okay, I lived upstate in the Catskills. I have a place up there at the bottom of like the hill before you got to my place. There was a gas station that had an old video rental store. And they always had uh, a fireworks. Shit. Um, they always had part four 
with uh, Tommy Jarvis, right? Is that what's his? What's Corey his Feldman. Oh, yeah. Corey Feldman. Yeah. So the back of the v- about that shit. yeah the back of the VHS tape was him with the alien mask on, and I always looked at that when we went there to get gas, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is horrifying," you know. I never saw that movie or Jason movie, and then when my uncle got divorced after he was choking my aunt out, he was living in a he was living in a garage apartment in Deer Park and me and my cousin stayed there one night and this was on like Showtime or something and I remember me and my cousin were like it had to be like I don't know 99 and we were shitting ourselves at how scared we were of this and I'll never forget that was the first time I realized what I was watching was, I guess we came like part way into it was when he sees himself in the mirror you know what I'm talking about yeah, when, after yeah, he gets no, the cop and he sees his face yeah and that's like ingrained in my brain and then after that I was like I have to see these fucking movies like what did I watch but then when I got this on DVD from Sam Goody, I didn't know I got the X-rated version. And boy, was unrated. 13... Unrated. Unrated. 13-year-old Jerry was a very slap-happy <laughs> kid. Let me tell you, man. I was a very slap-happy boy at 13 when I got this fucking so, thing. So this is interesting, then. If, if okay, so you like have this vivid memory. Like I can't really remember if this was the first one or not. I'm pretty sure that it was because of the time frame. But, like, you have this, like, memory of, like, you know, watching this and shit like that and then wanting to watch the other ones. So having this been, like, your first experience and then being intrigued, after you saw the original and all the other ones to follow, were you like, man, what the fuck was Jason Goes to Hell? Or did it still, like, hold up for you? So, after having to go backwards and then watch it from the beginning, I found myself not really caring for 1 and 2, even though 1 and 2 oh, are, that's like... awesome. They're classics, you know, and I love them throughout, but like I pick and choose, you know, what I'm into. And then I watched them all, and as it went on, I liked it when it got more fucked up. Like when he was a corpse, like part seven and part eight. When I watched this again, after, you know, all the tits and all that stuff, and stopped beating off when she can't have whatever, um, you know, like actually sitting down and watching this, I was like, ah, man, like I like this movie for what it is, because like Beard said, this was like kind of the last. Friday the 13th for me before it got all fucking weird like in space and whatever but I don't know it, it's just I guess because he's body hopping it's such a different vibe you know what I mean like Jason's in this movie from the beginning for like 10 minutes and then at the end for like 10 minutes 10 minutes yeah you know it's like just a little bit so it's, it's like I said before we started this if, if it wasn't like all the tits and shit and it wasn't as gory, this could be on TV. This would have been a sci-fi movie, I feel like, you know? But it still fits oh, in yeah, that Jason. Oh, yeah, it has those elements, yeah. for sure. A lot of but a I, lot of sci-fi stuff compared to, I think, like the original, you know, uh, Friday the 13th stories of a slasher in the woods kind of a thing. This definitely has some supernatural... I don't know, I love like the... Uh, Especially at the end, all the laser eyes and shit like that, and the fucking—that's it's so perfect. This yeah. definitely wasn't the first one that I saw. I definitely remember seeing, uh, you know, the earlier ones on cable. You know, at late at night on USA Network, they always had things and Monster Vision shit like that. Yeah. Here's a here's a question for you guys, Jerry. You may be able to answer this. I know I can definitely answer this. Can you give me the plot? To every Friday the Thirteenth movie individually. Yes. You you can you can discern each one. Yes. Can you can you Grizz? Uh, fuck no. I mean no. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, these no, absolutely not. Jerry, part one. So part one, they go to the camp. 
right? It's no, like just just quick, just quick. Oh, just okay. Quick. Part one, they're all getting killed off. They don't know who it is. It turns out it's Jason's mom. Part and two. Part two, the girl from part one who hacks Jason's mom's head off ends up getting killed in the beginning, and then Jason comes back, and then he's killing off all the camp kids. Part um, three. Part three, he gets his mask. He's killing off all these people, and then um, then he gets killed at the end with I think it's the axe in the head at the, in the barn. And then yep, part, part, four, part four, the beginning of part four, he's in the um, ambulance and he gets brought to the morgue and the doctor, that whole thing. Uh-huh. He ends up coming back to Crystal Lake and Tommy Jarvis is there and uh-huh. he makes all the stupid masks. So they, you know, he realizes like whatever, he shaves his head, then he kills him and hacks him up to death. Part five? Part five isn't Jason. Part five is at some like halfway home for like... It's Roy. Whatever, what Roy? Roy Burns. It's, it's the medic. It's the medic watches his son get murdered, and uh, he ends up going after him. Tommy, jo- Tommy Jarvis is a, a teen or whatever in that movie in the mental Part six. home. Part six. Tommy Jarvis isn't the same actor. He's a dude from Return of the Living Dead, and he has to make sure that Jason's dead. So they go and they dig up his body. They put a stake through his body. It's raining. Jason gets struck by lightning. He comes back to life, and now he's zombie Jason. Part seven. At the end of part six, they tie a chain to a boulder and toss it in the lake. And Jason's at the bottom of the lake, like just chilling there, I guess dead. Part seven, part seven is now all of a sudden a weird sci-fi movie where Jason's at the bottom of the lake. A girl killed her dad with telepathy because he was an asshole or something and he fell and died in the lake. And they're, now she's a teenager, and they're at the camp, and the, they're trying to exploit her powers, and she brings Jason back by accident, and then she's got to kill him. They end up putting him back in the lake with the rock. Part, part, eight. part eight, Camp Crystal Lake somehow turns into from a lake to, like, uh, somehow connected to the Hudson, and they have, like, yeah. boats on the fucking river, <laughs> and a power line uh, is at the bottom of the lake, it gets caught up with somebody's anchor and it electrocutes Jason back to life. He goes on the boat, kills the people. He goes on like a cruise liner that's taking these high school kids to Manhattan <laughs> and he kills all the people on the boat and then chases the girl and the family and the principal or whoever the fuck it is throughout Manhattan. And then at the end, he supposedly, in quotes, gets uh, melted away in the sewers. Mm-hmm. By toxic waste, because at night in Manhattan in the 80s, they used to just drain toxic waste through uh, the thing. Now, this is, what would you consider this? Part 9 goes to hell. I had to look this up because I was like, how the fuck did this motherfucker come back to life? I know it. I know it. So it turns out that at the end of Part 8, he didn't actually melt. And you see this little boy melt. That girl was hallucinating, hallucinating throughout the movie. Okay, and so that was a hallucination, and Jason's body got washed away somewhere, and he makes his way back to Crystal Lake. They alert the FBI in part eight, okay, and part nine, this one, in the beginning of it, is the FBI agent, and they all do a sting in the woods, and they blow him up. There you go. Very good, Jerry. Let's give you the round of applause. I'm, I'm so glad that you know all these. I feel like not many people can actually do the rundown of each individual one. Uh, I feel like I watch these movies to death. I've yeah. seen every single one a million times. Not a million, but I've literally seen every one of these at least a hundred times probably, which is pathetic. Maybe not a hundred, but mm, close to yeah. 50. So, but, I, uh, 
but you like it and I like it, but we know he don't like it. So why no, do you like Grizz this one? Why do you like yeah. this one, Grizz? What what is this about this movie that the, that you like? All right, yeah. So I like I'm not like you said I'm not the the biggest Friday the Thirteenth fan. I think they're okay, honestly. Besides this one, I think the first one is is probably the best in my opinion. I, I, I get the whole, like, hockey mask thing that people get, like, kind of, like, fucking their, their dick hard about the whole, oh, we got the hockey mask finally thing, and that's cool and shit. Um, I like the whole mystery of the first one. I think it's really good. Uh, this one in particular, though, is awesome because I fucking love 90s movies. Yeah. And this is, like, the quintessential Jason, like, 90s movie. 93 is the perfect time period. It's like that, like Leprechaun era that I just fucking love so much that I always mention, uh, and, and this feels like that. Like this just has yeah. these fucking ridiculous, like you, like you said, like it has like this sci-fi thing going on, and I think that's because of like the the time period of '93. They're just starting to get those digital effects kind of being able to to be afforded and stuff, but you have these like over the top, like kind of corny effects in a way where like they're they're gory, but they're like. This is kind of like, you know, pop artish, I guess you would say. Like, I don't know how to describe it, where it's like, it's not like ultra realistic. It's more like, just like, you know, very vibrant colors and stuff like that for the gore, where it's, I don't know, it's, it's this has its own vibe going on to it, and it screams 93, and that's, I think, yeah. why this movie's so great. Yeah. So th- a, it, this was released, this was released on August 15th, 1993. It had a $3 million budget. Which is actually not that much for 90s movies. No. And that's probably why it didn't look exactly like you're watching, you know, some you know, super highbrow fucking... In, I, don't even, I don't even know what the fuck well, you want to say. But this was released by New Line, though, right? This was the yes. first New Line cinema movie. That's why it's Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday. It's not Friday the 13th Part 9. They couldn't get the Apparently, rights. Yeah, they didn't have the rights to actually do that. So, and that's why Tommy Jarvis also wasn't in this movie. Apparently, he was. They wanted him to be a character in this, but oh shit! Fortunately, I we were left with other ones. I read uh, also today that this they wanted to do Freddy vs. Jason in '93, and for some reason they couldn't. I don't know if something somebody was on strike or whatever the stupid thing was that they couldn't get it going. So they made this to set it up for Freddy vs. Jason, and then they never. We're able to actually make Freddy vs. Jason. That's why at the end of the movie, you know, you see the, the yeah. blob because it was like the, the prequel. This is actually the second time they tried to make Freddy vs. Jason because part seven was originally going to be the crossover. But ah. at that time, uh, the Friday series was in decline and Freddy was popping at that point. And they were like, oh, no way. You're not taking us down with you. That's it. And that's why they were never able to actually come, you know, up to with some sort of deal. And that's why they had the girl with the telepathy. We're like, oh, well, let's give Jason, like, some sort of adversary that's not just going to get fucking destroyed with the machete. Yeah. So it was was a long road to get to Freddy versus Jason. I think there was, like, at this point, too, I I feel like they were just grasping at straws for any other horror franchise to be associated with them and to, like, do a crossover. Because there's a fucking Necronomicon. Yes. Yeah. That she like picks up, or he like picks up in the house and like looks at, it and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "This is an obvious Evil Dead Necronomicon. Like there, there's no exact. other. I mean, it's exact. exact. The fucking face on the cover, oh, the inside I, depictions. I looked that and up shit. today too, because after watching, I was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" 
and it, apparently the guy said who made this that it is the Necronomicon because uh, Pamela Voorhees, after he died, got the book and made a deal with, I guess, the devil or whatever from the fucking book to bring him Marian back. God? Yeah, yeah, whatever it was, and and they said he's a deadite or whatever you say it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> I, I fucking I fucking hate that. Like, they that's fine because like the Necronomicon, the Necronomicon is a real book and like it's cool if you want to use it, but don't like. The specific one with the fucking face cover the face, and the way yeah. it looks—it's I—it it is the Evil Dead one. Like, if you're gonna use it, make your own fucking version of it. It's the Book of the Dead. You got it. You know, whatever the fuck it is, it looks yeah. like something from Jason. It doesn't look like another movie's like main fucking plot piece. It's so weird. I just gotta correct you. The Necronomicon is not real. <laughs> well, it's an that actual was- book. It's not like. The Book of it the was, Dead is real. No, but that thing. The Necronomicon right? was a fictional book that was used in H.P. Lovecraft stories. I mean, it was obviously based on something at some point, but the actual Necronomicon itself was was a fictional yeah, book. It's fucked. <laughs> but but I agree with you, and it's funny is because that was kind of like the first uh, shared universe set up there before the MCU had like a fucking. Like they're like little infinity stones between each, you know what I mean? Like the Tesseract was in what Iron Man two or Thor or Captain America, and then it's in Avengers. This was like kind of setting up a little shared universe here. I don't think I've seen anything prior to that really. Was there ever any sort of crossover? Can you think of any other crossover before this? No, and that's why I'm saying I feel like they were just trying to like. Hey, let's fucking throw some some fishing lines out there and see if any of these motherfuckers bite because we're we're a sinking ship, and we yeah. would l- love for a, a better franchise to to get on board with us. Hence, Freddie was like, "Dude, we want nothing to fucking do with this." Not I'm that they did anything to... great either, but I mean, no. But they were at least kind of still selling tickets at that point, where True. you know, Friday Freddie was 13th. still a bigger pop icon, I think. In yes. Yes. And the media yeah, and shit. For sure. A hundred percent. Especially at that point because like Jason Takes Manhattan was like a failure. Really? People were like people were not happy with that movie because they built it up to be like, oh, Jason going around the fucking city and all this shit and it was what, fifteen minutes of the movie? Yeah. You know? Even yeah. though you did get Ken Christinger who had ended up playing Jason and Freddy versus Jason is in that movie. Oh wow. So he's the cook in the diner that gets thrown against the mirror. Oh. That's him. Yeah. Well, K- Kane Hodder is in the beginning of this as one of those mm-hmm. security guards. Oh, yeah, guards. they're the guard yeah. guys. Yeah. And he plays Freddy's glove. Oh, duh. That's oh, his wow. arm. Yeah, that's his arm. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Let's hit the, the trailer and we'll get into the movie because I feel like we're just going to start talking about it at any second now <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's see. Let's hit it. Death wears many different masks, but pure evil wears only one. And this is your final chance to see it. Jason. 
goes to hell. The final Friday. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Uh, something that came up when I was doing a little research into this, and I really was quite surprised because I didn't recognize him when I saw it in theaters or whatever. But uh, Creighton Duke, one of our favorite characters from, I guess, the whole franchise, played by Stephen Williams, he actually played Leroy Hanlon in the new It movie. Mike Hanlon's dad, I guess it is, or his uncle, oh, the guy, wow. the one that like yells at him at one point. Like, let me tell you something, that- dude. I never saw the new <laughs> It movie, so I can't tell you whether or not I know who you're talking about right now. No, he's well. He plays this character like this random character you, in the movie, and it's like, oh my god, it's fucking Creighton Duke. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and now that I'm looking at the picture, it looks exactly like him. It's it like, really, wow. yeah. It wow. And he's a he's a cop in like the Blues Brothers also, and I think I remember him in that movie too. I do remember him in the Blues Brothers 100. percent Other yeah. than Kane Hodder, I feel like he's probably the most well known person, right, out of everybody in this. Yeah, I tried looking up like the nudes of some of these people today. <laughs> They're all in random things. Well, because you know the one in the tent. You gotta check the one in the beginning. Your fat hog Jerry Meehan. You That's know. right, baby. <laughs> I gotta see what's going on. I mean, this is the '90s. Of course, they were in other movies like with boobs and stuff out there. They got their boobs out in this one, but uh, I look too. I don't think anybody in this this movie has done really <laughs> fucking anything. They're all just like you- random people, right? A lot of TV work for some of them. I mean, yeah, that's what I noticed. You know, Rusty Schwimmer, uh, Big Joey B, (laughs) she was kind of like a fucking uh, a staple of like different things in the '90s, like you know, Fresh Prince, Tales from the Crypt, fucking Roseanne. I mean, there was a hit TV show. You know, big old uh, Rusty Schwinn was on that shit back in the (laughs) day. Which one? Who is that? That's the diner lady. Oh, yeah, she does look familiar. I you, like a you, look, you found the nudes of that one, I'm sure. Yeah, man. That's why I had to pause the movie. I was busy, man. <laughs> Do you guys think that Kane Hodder was the best Jason? No. I hate Kane Hodder as Jason, honestly. I, I actually agree with you. I like him in other movies. I definitely don't think he's the best Jason Voorhees. He's too uh, small. Yeah, well, it's not even that. Just like his mannerisms, just the way he plays the character. I'm not really a fan. I don't like Yeah, like, you know, he looks too... Well, that's why he didn't get cast uh, in Freddy vs. Jason. He wasn't big enough. And I think he looked too, like, jacked or some shit like that. They said he was too, like, muscular in a non-natural way like you know what i mean taz in a fucking jason suit <laughs> what uh who was was he part seven or no uh he started in part seven yeah seven eight Damn. and jason goes to hell oh. jason x honestly i don't know i never really looked at it like which jason do i like or not like you know what i mean Ken like Kersinger, body movements man. and stuff like I just really was looking at the boobs. Uh, no, but <laughs> I, uh, cause like after two, well, no, really after, f- after five, it's like, 
he's not a dude anymore. You know what I mean? He's like a he's like a well, fucking zombie Jack Zombie. Two, three, and four. He's just a regular guy. You know yeah, what I mean? In part six, CJ Graham plays him, and I think he does a great job as Jason in part oh, six. I, I like six, Jason. I think, but six, but part six is really like campy. My favorite Jason is part three, Richard Brooker. I feel like that is like the pinnacle of how Jason should look. Like yeah. big dude fucking like. It, but see, you know what's funny? His body, he reminds me of my grandpa. <laughs> like That like <laughs> slouch, like caveman walk, like those pants, those clothes. I definitely feel like, uh, you know. Well, he's wearing a prosthetic also. Remember that to make his yeah. like neck look kind of fucking weird. But like he was, I think Richard Brooker might have been a like a stunt double or something for the fucking duke for like john wayne or some shit like that i'm pretty that's sure why he was such a, yeah right that's why he was such a fucking big guy like he was he was Just legit man <laughs> that's for fucking sure jesus christ see i, gotta, I think I gotta, for the same reason that you like him is the same reason i like uh ken uh kirksinger i think his name is and he was the dude that did freddy versus jason the dude's a fucking a behemoth in that movie I agree, dude. He lo he looks though like, obviously, like the guy was a you know lifting weights or some shit like that. But I feel like he at least looked more like nat like natural. Like if you were a supernatural fucking being, you know what I mean? Like just yeah, a, I mean, big, he's a big, strong, dude, fucking know? thick dude. You know, like it didn't look like he was like How you know doing roids or whatever. You know? He's probably like six foot, six one, something like that. So I know Ken's also, like six five. Also, I don't think it was Richard Brooker that did uh, John Wayne shit. I think that was the dude from Part Four that might have. I'm just, I'm just correcting myself so nobody fucking gets mad at me. You said but, uh, that fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I do have to say though, you are right in this one. He is kind of like, he's not built. He's, he's kind of like he's oddly shaped in this one. I do, I. For whatever reason, like, noticing, like, the body, I guess, structure, like you guys are talking about. When, that whenever you scene. Whenever, yeah, whenever you see him, I mean, he's kind of, like, odd-looking the way he's shaped. And I noticed today, for the first time after watching this for fucking over 20 years, he's wearing, like, a shirt, and his shirt's tucked into his pants with a belt on. Like, what the fuck? What happened from part eight to part nine that he's... He looks like a businessman that got like shot up or something like. <laughs> yeah, a I He's, he, he has, does, he has a long in. sleeve business shirt tucked into his pants yep. with a fucking belt on. He went from having like those like, like like a flannel to like this like fucking like car mechanic outfit kind of thing going on to. I don't even know what he had on party. Why on, didn't CJ like Graham continue? What what like why didn't they continue him from part six? I thought he looked great. I have no clue. Could be like contractual things, like he had something else going on, and they just felt like they didn't give a fuck. Like anybody could play the character or whatever. Makeup on anymore. So I'm reading something right now, and some dude that's like six one said he met Kane Hodder, and he seems to remember Kane Hodder looking up at him. Ah. So he might. So he might not even be six one. I'm six one. So we're gonna mm. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go see. All right. Day. So we'll meet him. So Kane Kane Hodder aside, what did you guys think about? the mask and like the actual like the head of jason because you like this movie it. what do you, you yeah. know, what do you think i i don't mind it people hate on the mask and the whole look of the face 
I kind of like the idea that like it started growing into him. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. it started actually like his face started growing around it. Like to me, that's kind of cool. Not into I, it. I disagree with that. I, I, I still want it to be a separate, you know, entity from itself. Like the mask can be removed and it. I like the idea of having a reveal of something even gnarlier underneath of a mask that's a possibility yeah. like His, that's what i to, like to your point i read today that this was one of the first ones where he there is no face reveal it's constantly on his face yeah that's always a big part for me so trying to think i think you see his face in all of them not in this one it, but well besides this one I think you see his face in in all of them. You see it in part two. two you see it, yeah. You do, comes, right? Yeah, he's yeah. all like he like looks like a mutant in two with the little tufted yeah. hair and all that yeah. shit. Well, that was that was that. another thing so was good. I read was f in part eight he didn't have any hair. He was kind of like zombie Jason. And this one, all of a sudden, he has hair again. Uh, you know, his head is like bubbly looking. Like, yeah, ugh. I remember that well, mask at Party City. and I, or something. Yeah, I, I got that mask and I was like, this is so gross. Like, the hair on it and shit was just nasty. One thing I gotta say about the mask and, like, growing into the face, you ever see that shit where people, like, never take off their rings or something and the skin starts growing over the ring? Yeah. Like, ugh. if you have a mask on for that long, like, your face will start, you know. It's like a bed like, sore. Yeah, yeah like, but, I feel like it's it's at least like a feasible thing. You know but, what I mean? I mean, like Ugh. obviously, like this is a movie, but like like to that point is everybody says the FBI caught him on his way up to Camp Crystal Lake from Manhattan. So like, what point? You know what I mean? Like he kept yeah, taking it, his mask off. Like it, this would have had to been a long time after that for them. Well, to remember, have... he would have been he would have been walking first of all, <laughs> and uh, I doubt he's doing like a beeline he probably has to move at certain times and doing certain shit it, who knows how long it is like it, walking, walking through the bronx like <laughs> in the 80s well, they originally i think wanted to make this movie as him in like la like fighting against gangs which oh would have been kind of cool if you ask me yeah like rival gangs getting together to try to take down wow, jason i, for, I forgot about cool. this x-rated part in the tent Oh, unrated. Well, oh, See, dude, you know what's great about that is I love any kill that like happens at peak orgasm. Yeah, I, that just always just just does it for me when I'm watching a movie. It's like I'm into this whole sex scene. The the girl is is doing the O face, and then boom, ultimate penetration with a pike through the body, and it like really, it's almost vaginal how he rips her open. It's it's a very yeah. sexually artistic scene, if you ask it me. Is, I think it people is. don't really understand. This is an art piece. It's like Hellraiser, you know? It's just like, uh, this yeah. guy just shit art out. Do it's you beautiful. think that the unrated cut actually adds to the movie? Yes, Like, getting yes. to see, like, the actual rip. Like, you yeah. see, like, the dummy get ripped in fucking yeah. half. Oh, with yeah. The, with the pole Banana and all Peter. that shit. It's oh, great. Yeah, do you, do you think that seeing just the R-rated version, it kind of takes away from the movie? Like, you don't get the full effect of everything? Yeah. I watched that earlier today, and it's just... And they cut out a ton in this part. And, um, I mean, obviously, because it's fucking in its tits. But this is such a, like... I mean, I'm watching it now. I, I don't know how what, how you would explain like a visceral like like the image the imagery of seeing this when I saw it the first time as like a thirteen year old I was like because I was thirteen I was like wow look she's getting fucked like I don't know what's going on because I've never done this before and then <laughs> boom oh man you know what I mean like that was probably one of my first like, oh fuck moments yeah like watching yeah. this in a, in a, in a, like 
like I, watching a movie. Like, damn, dude, that was some shit. She got ripped in fucking half. All right, like, so that's some crazy stuff. So, so for thirteen-year-old Jerry, was yeah. it was it Debbie and, and Debbie getting fucked in this scene, or was it the FBI agent in the beginning that did it? For it was you both. More? It was both. It was both. I, you didn't really have both. a preference. And I had I had to time it out, like to pause it before she got ripped in half. I always had to like <laughs> rewind one, yeah, it. I mean, and then like as I got older, I was like, nah, you know what? I'm been with everybody like it's not doing it for me anymore i gotta let it keep going like, yeah like you, you know, know you gotta, gotta experiment get a with what, what yeah. really goes for you know Ugh, let's talk about that opening uh sequence of this movie because it's actually pretty cool i really kind of like the idea uh the fbi basically sets up a sting to catch jason to kill him they send in like a you know this like beautiful woman by herself into the woods and doing all this shit Fucking and jason nude. appears Starts chasing her. She runs until like this like kill point, and all of a sudden, all these FBI agents <sighs> appear out of nowhere, just start blowing the fuck out of them. Yeah, they just they just shoot the shit out of them. They they seem to launch a mortar at them also because and a grenade. like the in yeah no that's like a mortar dude that like whistle yeah and uh, they basically just blow them up. Now, one thing I do have to say that I don't like is that he makes noise here. Like, yeah, what the f- dude, yeah. What, oh, that bothered me too. I thought I was like, I was like, does he always make fucking noise? I don't ever remember no. him making fucking noise. Very interesting uh, style choice, or you know, artistic uh, liberty. Kate Potter probably had like too many fucking Arby's fucking you know sandwiches that day on <laughs> lunch. He was like, oh my sides, oh, the he's like hit him hard. And they're like, dude, we gotta fucking use it. We don't have any more film. That's whatever. Like he's grunting. That Overall, part, though, what do you what do you guys think, though? Uh, that part of the movie in general. Yeah, of the, well, no, of the of the intro sequence. I, I it was it was so different. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like an action movie. You know, it's like such a random thing. If it if if it wasn't a Jason movie and this was like what could have been like an action movie, they blew this guy to fucking smithereens. The SWATs that are all like, yeah, bro, they're like so pumped. But after that, like. First of all, I have to I have to comment that the that the fucking title intro is like thirty minutes long. They're like bam 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 bam, bam, bam. and like <laughs> it keeps like panning into like a dark shot, and then he go it goes from that to the fucking morgue scene, and that's still like the credits are coming. It's like bam bam <laughs> bam, bam bam, like until he eats that heart. He's that fucking music still going up like a half bam bam, like it's like okay, Jesus Christ, man, but. That intro is great, but I think what supersedes that intro is the is the morgue scene. I, I like I've seen some shit, but that really is like so disturbing. I don't know what it is. And after that, whenever my dad would make like these barbecue chicken legs, that's all I thought about it was because oh, it nice. all on my face. I'm like, <laughs> dude, that was some something else, man. Chris, what I, about you, man? I, I have like a, a love and a hate kind of thing going on with it. Like I love the fact that when it first starts, it feels like a really old school Friday the Thirteenth movie. Like her in the woods, like going in the cabin and shit like that. Boobies come out. I'm like, this is everything I expect from a Friday the Thirteenth movie. This is gonna be fucking awesome. Yep. And then it like just takes a 180 with the fucking cops, and I fucking hate it. I dislike. Uh... I dislike the guns and the fucking boom boom and all that shit, and then the explosion. I think. Him grunting fucking ruined it for me. I think the way this this is, would be a cool thing, and you could tie it to the other one, is they fucking fish his body, like his or his like his body 
gets caught up in like a water treatment thing or something like that from being in the fucking sewer and gets sent to the morgue and there you get the morgue scene that starts with this fucking like he sees the heart yeah. and the fucking heart possesses him and he fucking devours it like yeah. i think that's a better way to get into this personally that's another good that's a good point i i could see I, that like that I do think that the beginning, though, does feel like a Friday the 13th movie. Even just, like, when you see her driving the car into the woods and all that shit. Like, to me, it feels very, like, later series Friday the 13th. And once you end up with, like, the FBI and the morgue and everything, you could tell it's going to be, like, a different type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do feel like it has, the like, the same aura of the later Friday the 13th movies. Even though it's a different plot and it's a different style, Jason, and it's a possession movie, really, it still to me kind of feels like you're at Crystal Lake. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the possession thing saves it for me, honestly. Really? Like, like yeah, because at this point, there's been there was so much, you know, single killer movies. Jason is you know everywhere and nowhere at once. He can move, and he's kind of like has this mystical thing about him and shit like that. And it just kind of became so cookie cutter for me where it's like i know what to expect with these movies he's going to be yeah you know like it's a a formula yeah whereas this is like this is similar but now it takes a twist where like jason can be anybody then people could trust the person that jason actually is because they don't understand that it's a possession thing going on i think that adds a cool unique uh and that's probably why i like this one so much compared to the other ones is because it, it stands out as being different in that sense yeah. Well, that kind of explains why he's able to keep coming back in the earlier movies too. True. That yeah, they that's never great actually, point. they never actually, dis- Avorhees never destroyed the heart, so he never was able to die. You know what I mean? So his body right. just got broken down over the years, more and more and more. But he's it, it, dead. He's dead, and at the end of four, and he doesn't come back until six. You know what I mean? He gets struck by lightning and is brought back to life. They got him in the heart, man. They jump started uh, the I heart. Yes, they did. Yeah. I guess it, it, it doesn't. Heart. But re- remember, though, he's also "quote unquote" dead in the beginning of this movie until the true. guy eats the heart. This is true. You know what I mean? So they could have just buried him immediately, and there was no way for somebody to transfer it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want. We're, I want I, yeah, we're obviously trying to like retroactively See, fit this in I, now, like retrofitted I, into canon. I think even if you bury the heart, the heart obviously had. The ability to like attract him and like put Call this motherfucker somebody. in a trance. So I think even like if you bury it, some motherfucker walking through the woods is gonna start hearing the telltale dude. heart and some homeless and, you know, guy, yeah. dude, dig it up and call? devour this to like you know crusty dirt heart or some shit. Did, so. did the heart call Tommy Jarvis? Oh, is totally. That, yeah. Is that it to like dig him back up? Like he's that's not the, ready. That's the clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be taking calls tonight on Coast to Coast. <laughs> Tell us uh, what you think your theories are on Jason's heart. And... No, but really, you... it, this this movie is so fascinating to me in that sense because I I would love to have been like a teenager that loved these movies in the eighties and then went not knowing like any of this oh, yeah. and then saw it in a theater and been like, what the fuck? Where's Jason? You know, like this is crazy. And the 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 body transfer like. like thing the demon the demon coming out like yeah that that was this movie's fucking gross you know like a little body horror mixed in with yeah, this movie oh, the melt oh the melt yeah, is oh, great. Cronenberg. oh man i had to rewatch that a bunch of times like i was like this is fucking that's gross that's fucking gross dude 
He's like melting his guts around the fucking floor. Joy, you know, like that was some nasty looking shit. And that was done pretty well. You said, you know, I wish I was a teenager that was into the series when this came out and stuff. Do you think that it would have hit the same way that Halloween three hit those people? Mm. Like where See, the hell is yeah? Like because you were said, where the hell is Jason? You know where, where the, the hell, hell is Jason? Michael Myers? But but there was no Michael Myers at all in Halloween three. At least you got yeah. you know what's up with him in this yeah, movie. This this was sat this was like a satisfying conclusion. I feel. If nothing ever came out after this, I would have been like, okay, I'm all right with this. You know what I mean? Like, and then we got X and fucking this and that. But there, you know. uh I guess I would have been a little peeved that he was barely in it. But I do like the body. Like he's saying, like it's a change of pace. It's not just it's, some dude walking around where you're like, okay, what what's he going to kill him? What garden tool is he going to use now? Yeah, exactly. You know? It's just, a little harder to do in the 90s, having that secluded campground with no way to get help and all that shit. Like, yeah. by the 90s, you had, you know, raves. So like, yeah, like you could call somebody for help. You know yeah. what I mean? Car phones, cell phones. Like there were cell phones at that time. Yeah, right. Like, uh, I I do feel like it still is a Friday the Thirteenth movie. You just don't have that, you know, physical Jason-looking character walking right. around. There is always somebody walking around stalking the people. You know what I mean? Like doing brutal kills, all oh, that yeah. shit. Like. There's there's a lot of stuff like that still in the movie. It's not like a complete departure. No. What what I would love to have seen, and I think what the name fails to deliver for me, is is more of like Jason physically being in hell. What a cool concept yes. would be is while Jason in the beginning dies and gets blown up, and his heart is then transferring his like soul or whatever into these people, his physical form is in hell and is trapped in hell until he gets a Voorhees to be reborn and stuff like that and that's when his like actual body comes out of hell and we get cool yeah. shots of like him in hell with demons or fucking Satan and just all kinds of badass shit and like Saddam. that. Saddam. Yeah, Saddam getting <laughs> fucked Saddam. pineapple Hey, what's up, guy? Dude, that would have hey, been guy, like, really up, the fucking movie for me, honestly. They should just you know, fucking hire me to rewrite this. I've already like nailed the beginning. I'm gonna fucking apart, nail man. the middle. The end. Poof, that's already garbage. How fucking much harder can it be? You know what? That's something that I feel like they did a good job of in Jason versus Freddy. Well, Freddy versus Jason, whatever you want to say. <laughs> uh, when like Freddy finally calls Jason, he like comes out of that like dirt fucking bed that he's in. You know what Love I mean? That. Like he's like he's just been covered in all this shit for years and like comes out of it. I think that's like a pretty cool thing too. Like, not exactly hell, but it's sort of like you kind of see his like the stasis that he's in. You know exactly. what I mean? Like I love he's that. suspended somewhere in time for a while, and I think that could have added to this movie immensely. But yeah, dude, with a three million dollar budget, you're lucky you even got the fucking oh, laser man, eyes. I forget about that. That's very true. Three million is not shit for when it comes to making movies, dude. It goes quick. Especially they all get the paid like twenty bucks. Like that's nothing. That's <laughs> yeah, literally right. nothing, dude. What um what was I gonna ask? Like 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 um all this shit aside, whatever, like with the plot and all that we're talking about, like the bodies jumping, it's like a kind of refresh of the him and he's not in it. What did you guys think? Cause it, it's kinda like an not really an origin story, but it's kinda like digging into the lore. Like what did you both think of that? 
Because, like, I found that fascinating that it was his sister and the fucking niece or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that was so took weird. a lot of liberties there, right? They just kind of, yeah. like, threw a bunch yeah. of stuff at us out of nowhere. Yeah, like, all of a sudden now he's got this huge extended family and all that. The family had a huge house. This fucking nice piece of property, right? Yeah. It, I thought this they were mom is so like, obsessed with the fucking son, but never mentions the fucking sister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I they definitely took liberties with that. Did I mind? No. I who cares? You know what I mean? Whatever progresses the plot, I, yeah. you would do the same thing. Yeah. It kind of makes it interesting where that point where it's like, oh, he needs a, a Voorhees to come back and. You know, they keep thinking like, oh, these people have to be alive. And he ends up using the dead body of the sister. And he goes you know up what her I ass mean? Like, or whatever, yeah. It's fucking but, nuts. But I thought that was a pretty good thing, like a pretty good like twist or turn or whatever. I, I like it, but how does it, like, if, if that is the case and he's been brought back that way throughout the other movies, then like what other family members would he have used in the other I, movies to, to reincarnate? I take it as he never reincarnated in the other movies. Okay. It was always the same body, just like yeah, because he never blew. He couldn't up. kill the body. Yeah, this they was never, the like, first time the body was completely fucking dismantled. Destroyed. Yeah, wrecked. Yeah. yeah, he was set on fire. He was sent to the bottom of the lake. He had his face cut twice. Never was he really like completely oh, just you obliterated. That's, that's the yeah. my, 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 my thing with well, the like, end of dude, it. Dude, the mask has the has the cut, doesn't it? In this one, yeah, that's yes. great. But so does Part 8, and I, I I read a thing where somebody online was like, why the fuck does Part 8 have the cut in the head? In the mask, if it's a brand new mask that the guy it's just true. had. And then somebody was like, ah, he's probably just trying to be authentic to it, because at like the time, I guess he was like a well-known... You know, well, this, this is one mask is cool. <laughs> no, it's yeah. better. He fucking puts yeah. it Wait, Here you go. Part in, in Jason Goes to Hell, his face grew around that part, so it split it. Yeah, because remember he has the split in his head. So, so, so here's something <laughs> so that like weird. literally just came into my mind. At the end of it, when he, when the demon thing rat goes into his sister's ass or whatever, and he comes back out of the floor, he comes back as he was in the beginning of fully, the movie, fully clothed. Fully yeah. the clothes from <laughs> fully clothed, shirts tucked in again, same mask, same head, all this stuff. <laughs> Do, like, would you have rather him come back as something like nude? maybe, well, not just nude, but maybe Hanging like dong when he fucking flies up? <laughs> yeah, like his cock and balls are flipping all over. No, but like, would well, you have rather him on the wood board? He he he's basically like reborn. Would you have rather him look like a part three Jason with the mask on or like no mask at all? You know what I mean? Like, what did he come out of his sister's asshole like that? Like, did she become Jason? Like what I was just thinking was it might have been it might have it would have been kind of interesting if it was kind of like a woman Jason, you know, oh. like he's in a woman's body. Now he's just brolic motherfucker. Like, where'd you come from? You know, I like think I you just need the DNA, man. I think that's yeah, all they need. It just warps the cellular, the cellular structure of the body warps. Anyway, again, we're live tonight on Coast to Coast. We will be funny calls in from every nut George Norrie's coming through. I, I, I think he should have, like, reincarnated as, like, the, the Ari Lehman fucking version of him, like, He's in the kid. fetal position. Yeah. Like, Imagine it's like, ooh, I didn't think this through. Waterlogged. Yeah. He's like, fuck. I, I really, you know, I never thought of it like that, but I kind of would have been into him coming back as, like, a part two looking Jason. You know what I mean? Just fresh, not beat up. 
he's yeah, you know he's, he's kind of like a up. dinosaur face like he's looking a little tardy and like got his you know, knapsack like, back yeah he's <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i mean i feel like that would make sense if he's being like reborn through a Voorhees. he and now he, well, lo- he looks like fried chicken again, you know? Like, I like the chick also, idea. I want to see a female Jason. A female Jason or something yeah. like it. It Julia. also could be more of a thing like it's obviously like magic of some sort. Yeah. Well, you know what the, I mean? So like the fucking you're just Necronomicon being, you're just is there, then it's just bullshit. Yeah, it just doesn't matter at that point. You're fucking high as a kite in 93 watching this. You're not. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, dude, well, why is he not? Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. fucking high as a kite watching it today. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, that the whole adding the sister and the like, I found it I found it interesting. But I think what was even more interesting was this bounty hunter motherfucker. Oh you know what God. I mean? Crane like, Duke is the man. Even he, though his compound looks like he's in like fucking California for some reason, but the, the dude, I noticed that too. That was something I forgot in the beginning of the movie when she pulls up to that cabin. That like mountain behind that. That's like a fucking Californian hill. Yeah, totally. That's like an yes. L.A. hill. You know, there's like there's like sand and like that's not a Catskill Mountain looking place. You know, like well this, well that's a big thing with this movie is that is it in New Jersey or is it in Connecticut? Because originally, Hoboken, New Jersey, yeah, like where originally it was supposed to be like they envisioned Connecticut. That was the original like vision of Camp Crystal Lake, but it was really then turned into New Jersey. That's where it was filmed. That's kind right. of like. The, the real, you know, location, I would say, was New Jersey. Obviously, part three is done in California, right? I think that was filmed in California, part three. So was part four, maybe. They were all done, you know, in places that do not look like the East Coast, like no, the Northeast. No. No. Uh, it, it works for me still. Yeah. I feel like it really still works for me as Crystal Lake. But... The Creighton Duke character now. Yeah, I fucking love this guy. Where, where was he the whole time? One of the earlier scripts, uh, you know, one of the earlier scripts, the versions, it explained that Creighton Duke and his girlfriend were attacked by Jason years oh. ago. And Jason killed his girlfriend. And he swore, like, revenge on Jason. And I think that's a fucking awesome thing. Like, that's a Tommy Jarvis thing. You know what I mean? Like, you destroyed my family. You ruined my fucking life. Now, like, I'm going to make it my goal to fucking kill your ass. He's got Uh, a bold uh, line delivery choice that I am surprised nobody was like, yo, uh, are we going to let him do that throughout the whole fucking movie? Is like, (laughs) that's just going to be it. (laughs) Dude, the Duke don't care, man. He don't care. Cute, cool as a cucumber throughout it, the it, whole thing, even at the ridiculous. end. Even when Honestly, Jason's like, bear hugging him to death, he's like, "You're gonna die today, motherfucker!" Like he gives me the God, comic man. relief that I need in this movie because whenever he opens his mouth, I'm like, "Oh, this guy, goddammit. it!" I like how <laughs> they were like offering. Fi- I, I like how they were offering him five grand, like for any proof or whatever it was. Like, damn, dude, five grand, like shit, man. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks. This you- motherfucker cut somebody in half. With a fucking pipe, and are you giving me five grand to give you proof that he's alive? How about him with like the finger breaking scene? What the Ugh. fuck? Like, oh. there's no was, point. He was testing him. There was no he was point. Test- that. He was testing him to see if he had like the mental fortitude and shit. You to got go the balls, the young man, to go out there and fight Jason. <laughs> well, well, that's the that's like a thing that I thought of. Like, uh, you're testing to see if this guy is gonna pussy out at the end. 
You know what yeah, I mean? When yeah. you really need him to be there, is he going to like actually be there? And that's like a way to really test somebody. It's like start oh, breaking yeah. their fingers. It'd probably I mean, he, he could have sucked fucking his dick. better if he could use his hand, though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. Well, it, it seemed to be fine uh, yeah, after that. He got over yeah, that shit true. pretty quick. Yeah, yeah he, he seemed to be fine after that. <laughs> and you know what? At the end, he he steps up. He starts. What's his name? Steven, right? Steven, yeah. yeah the yeah. brain. He's, he looks like his name's he, the brain. <laughs> he starts duking it out with Jason. He gets his ass fucking kicked. He does. Now, first of all, in the other movies, we see Jason literally punch fucking people's heads off. And he somehow does not just destroy this guy in like a single blow. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's hitting him with the liberty. stick. He was hitting him with the stick and shit. I'm like, this is holding dead back. In a sec, you know? He was holding back for what? This is he like his time. He him, was gonna, you know, he's <laughs> having some fun. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the kills in this movie compared to the kills in previous Friday the Thirteenth movies? I feel like they really did step it up in this. Obviously, there's two different cuts. There's an R cut and an unrated cut, and the unrated cut is the one that we watched. I feel like they. It's probably the more graphic stuff, you know, that we've seen in the franchise. I'd be if I went to the theaters and I saw the R cut, I'd probably be disappointed. To be honest with you, I don't think I'd have been like this. Really didn't, especially for '93. We, I mean, you're pretty desensitized at that point for a lot of stuff that's already been out there. But the unrated cut, this is fucking great. There, there's great gore. There's like the sex that that uh, you know the hog loves so much, and it's. <laughs> I think the unrated cut is the quintessential version of this movie if you're going to watch it. Yeah, it really it really stepped it up because a lot of the Jason movies, it was like, you know, I feel like, yeah, they had some pretty good kills, but a lot of the time it was like somebody got killed. Like if let's say you went to go kill him, it was a quick thing and then it was done. Unless like, you know, like he's shoving like that fucking like the whatever in that guy's eye outside of the van in, in yeah. was it five or six like there's some of them where you see it go on where you're like oh shit but then there's some of them where it, like it happens but it's kind of like from the camera angle like you don't see it like it like you know it, yeah. it does it and then it doesn't do it this that. one the unrated version is fucking awesome the gore yeah. in this really does it for me this like like him eating the heart is fucked up the fucking dude melting is fucked up him shaving that guy is so fucking weird. <laughs> what a weird he, scene! Yeah, oh, that, I always forget about how weird that shaving scene is. You're I right, couldn't dude. find I couldn't find anything online about that 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 like kind of had to justify like why they do that. You know, because somebody was like, never, Jason didn't have a mustache, so he's like, I can't. Yeah, have this but shit. but the more the mortician <laughs> guy had a mustache. He had like a beard and stuff. You know, True. but I will say that that the heart eating scene, I I think that's pretty underrated for being how fucking gnarly it really is because like the the way it looks and not only that but the way it sounds that like yeah. the audio they put on it is so fucking awesome eating i think shit. that might be one of the best scenes in the movie and did i, I read I a agree, thing that man. he he got so sick when he was trying to do like a uh like a practice run of that he threw up oh how gross it was that uh, would have been great <laughs> him, him puking and shit would have been great they used that heart from dusk till dawn did you know really? that? that same prop yeah they, when they that. stab That's it with great. a pencil. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it does look a, like that. Yeah, you're right. It's the same. It's the same heart. They they reuse the prop. That's pretty That's cool. Great. I love but it. <laughs> I love the kills in this movie because there's some like, like you know, you got the fucking sleeping bag up against the tree. You got there's like a lot of like iconic kills. But right. he's got like eight other movies where you're like, uh, which like I said, which lawnmower fucking tool did he kill him with? 
This one, he fucking, and it's not even him. It's a regular person possessed by him. Punches the fucking the diner woman oh, in the face. Rusty Schwimmer, whatever. Like, and her fucking her fucking jaw is like in her face. Like I love that. That's a lot fucking of brute disgusting. force. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fucking gross Lots shit going on. Yeah, it's pretty gross. good. Doesn't she throw the guy into like the deep fryer too? Yeah, he he tosses yeah, he's him into fucking face fried. And he, and, he, and, and the fat the fat guy the chef. He goes to punch him, and he grabs the oh, hand, and breaks the hand, and the yes. bone comes out. He snaps his hand off. The Dude, that arm this break. This is some shit. Beautiful. This is some shit. Yeah, man. I love it. If if this was the Jason getup, the whole movie, would this make? Would this be one of the better ones of the whole series? If it wasn't Kane Hodder, yes, for sure. But I, even whoever was playing it, yeah. if it was the mask and the, the fucking get up and all that shit, like doing all this stuff, would that have made it even more like, wow, this is fucking awesome? I, I think they probably would have like sold more to like the hardcore Friday the 13th fans. Would I have liked it more? No. I think I actually really enjoyed the aspect, like I said, about it being yeah, this possession break. thing. But I think for like the diehards, they'd have been like, "Fuck yeah, this is Jason. This is what I want to see. This is what I. This is the ticket that I bought. You know, like I went to a Friday the Thirteenth movie, even though it's not called that. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you guys? What do you guys think about the actual like arms and shit dragging him to hell at the end? I think those are dumb. I I, I don't know what it is. The Muppet about. arms. The Muppet they, like, hands. They, they're they like literal. That? Yeah, they're like Muppet dirt arms. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was kind of cool, but it was too. It was too. It was too like muppety, but like it was too round. I feel like if a demon arm's coming out, it's gonna be like spiky and fucking like gnarly looking. This was like, like I don't know. Like, I feel like Big Bird's giving me a hug out of yeah, the ground, like the, you know. The fucking Jason rat demon thing that pukes up and shit that went into the ass that you know Jerry said. I, I think that looks cooler. That's probably one of the coolest, you know, things in the movie. And then they kind of just shit the bed when it came to these, like, you know, like you said, Muppet arms. They really do kind of look like Muppet arms to me. Oh, man. The now guy melting it, is, they... is so bad. I'm watching that right now. Oh, my God. Now that I think about it, the <gasps> hands kind of look like the rock monster from NeverEnding Story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect example. But now they give you the ultimate uh, wink at the end when Jason's brought down to hell and everything his mask is laying there in the in like the dirt and we get Freddy's glove reach out and bring it down and you hear Freddy's laugh too it's his real laugh <laughs> he's cracking up imagine seeing that in 1993 in the theaters dude don't tell me you wouldn't have popped like a fucking mark after oh, seeing that I would have, shit dude i would have popped and i would have been waiting and i would have been waiting and waiting and waiting until yeah. what was it 99 or whatever the fuck it was more than and, that it's fucking like what was it 2000 something yeah 2003, 2003 probably 2003, i think 2003, 2004 yeah because kelly Rowland's in it oh yeah power man 5000's in it yeah <laughs> That's a long time, and it's also a long time to go with ten years with no internet. Like you have no clue what's going on, you know. And then you get fucking Jason X. You get Jason X before this. I would have been like, yeah, what the fuck? What is this shit? So Jason X was the next one, two thousand one that came out, and then you had another two years before you got Freddy versus Jason. Oh, one, not a good year, man. Two thousand one. Yeah. They yeah. made that piece of shit in tooth. Oh my god, yeah. that's they just they sad. felt like, hey man, if the towers are going down, we gotta do. We gotta yeah, everything's lost. We gotta make Hope it worse for everybody else. Fucking sending the clowns. 
Yeah. <laughs> Would you have been super disappointed that there was no reference to Freddy in that movie? Oh, totally. I, that's I think you would have been expecting it. Like yeah. they set it up in the last fucking like installment with this character. Why would you, you not you expect that? You would have saw something in that movie with at least Elm Street or Springwood or something Continue like that. Continue the hint. You keep teasing me. You know, give me something. Yeah. Okay, so give me your final thoughts on Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, Grizz, why don't you go first? Uh, like I said, I think this is, p- besides the very first installment, just because I fucking love seeing Kevin Bacon die, uh, this <laughs> is definitely probably one of my favorite uh, Friday the 13th movies, or Jason Goes to Hell. It's not technically whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I think just because of the possession thing, like I had mentioned before, I think that has a fun twist on it where it's like, I can watch all the other ones and I'm just like, you know, I know what I'm going to expect. I'm just kind of waiting for each kill to happen. I'm not really giving a fuck about the actual story at that point. Uh, this one keeps me interested. I, I think this is, uh, I think it could be a lot better. I, I think there's some boring as fuck parts, but, uh, you know, orgasm death. That that kind of makes up for everything. Jerry? Yeah. I, I mean, fat hog, sorry. <laughs> Um, you know, this is kind of like, this was the first one I saw, but I don't have like a hard on for it in that instance because it was like the first one I saw after seeing all the other ones. And like he just said, the story in this is just kind of more, I don't know, my flow than it is like, I'm just going to sit down and watch some guy kill people like throughout the whole, like this, these movies, the most of those movies have really the plot doesn't mean shit. It's just kind of like going from point A to B and then he's dead and that's it. I love all the movies, but this story, like I was just telling Mike, I watched Curse of Michael Myers today, and like I love that movie because of the Thorn Cult, the stupid fucking story, the backstory, the why this is happening. Like, uh, like somebody said, like all oh, like it makes it worse when somebody kills somebody and there's no reason, you know? Like yeah. I get that, but I love the reason. Like in this movie, like this movie's fucking wacky. Like this is a stupid '90s horror movie. The unrated version is great. The orgasm murder part is fucking awesome. The heart being... Just everything of that, this movie is... Honestly, like, I didn't think it was going to hold up today. And I watched it and I was like, this was pretty fucking good. Like, I could sit here and watch this and and be pleased. Muppet hands and all at the end, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, the shitty parts don't don't ruin it for me. There's, there's too much good for me not to enjoy it. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, I... You know what? I agree. The movie held up definitely for me. I I watched the R-rated version, then I watched the unrated version. Oh, really? I you watched get, both? Yeah, I, I didn't did get too. Bored. I'm doing unrated yeah. right now. Ouch. I, I didn't get bored at all watching either of them. I feel like it moves along pretty good. Um, the whole body hopping thing is interesting to me. I'm I'm a fan of the whole franchise. I I can take things, you know. I could I could take the deviations. It doesn't bother me. I feel like the ending makes up for a lot of the stuff. I like when he comes back as Jason, that final fight in the house and everything. It's cool Great. to me. Like, um, you know, that actual stinger at the end with Freddy's glove to me, like seeing that in 1993, I would have went fucking nuts. That would have made me go crazy. That's the mindset and, I try to think about is being like, imagine being in 93 in a theater and this is your yeah. first time watch and how fucking, how popped you would be for that. Yeah, and you have yeah. no idea what's coming. 
And as a kid, like, I remember seeing things in magazines. I remember seeing people wearing shirts. I remember the toys. I remember the masks, all that stuff. So I do have, like, a little bit of that nostalgia thing going on. More so for this movie than Jason X, because Jason X, like we said, was 2001. I was already in high school by then and all that shit. So... You know, the internet was a thing. You were aware of every single thing going on. This was the last one that had that mystique of like 80s movies where it's like, oh, I hope they do this. I heard they do this. I heard they do that. I I really do enjoy this movie as much as people shit on it and say, oh, it's not a real movie, this and whatever. I feel like people are just full of shit. And I bet you they can't even go through each Friday the 13th like Jerry and I can, right? (laughs) That's pretty impressive. So fuck you. Come at us with that shit. All right. So let's head over to the video drop box and see what we're doing next week. Okay, we're back in the video Dropbox. Unfortunately, next week we will not be joined by the Hog. He has sorry. He has some previous engagements. Hog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we will be doing something we've done in the past. We will be comparing two movies, an original and a sequel slash reimagining. So, the original movie that we will be watching is the 1964 Herschel Gordon Lewis Hillbilly Southern ghost horror classic 2000 maniacs a movie that i love i've seen that on cable for some odd reason oh yeah i I own the tape yeah i think i own multiple versions of this actually on tape and we will be comparing it to the 2005 sort of um i guess sequel but it's like a reimagining an updated reimagining starring our man robert england 2001 maniacs so it's very similar in name, very similar in plot, and it's actually pretty damn good for something like that, right? Yeah, I love these movies. They, they have a special place in my heart because they remind me of my good friend Chase. And uh, anything that does that, it's just, it's just near and dear. Let's hit the trailer of the 1964 2000 Maniacs. We'll talk a little bit more about it. You're all invited to a centennial celebration. What they were celebrating wasn't important, and it sounded like a heap of fun until 2,000 maniacs crazed for carnage started bathing an entire town in pulsing human blood. You'll see six young strangers doomed to slaughter by an ancient curse. From his lips there came an awful sound. And from his lips there came an awful sound. Brutal, evil, ghastly beyond belief. You'll see the most diabolical device ever contrived, designed solely for assassination by a town of madmen, insane with bloodlust. Stonewall took a gun and he made the Yankees run, but he. 2,000 maniacs. 
gruesomely stained in blood color. Starring Playboy's favorite playmate, Connie Mason. Okay, so 2000 Maniacs, in the same vein as, you know, other Herschel Gordon Lewis movies like Blood Feast, Color Me Blood Red, all that sort of stuff. And 2001 Maniacs, which kind of brings the comedy to it, right? It's more of a dark comedy. It's a little bit oh, more wacky than, than 2000 Maniacs. Both of them, pretty damn good. Pretty damn entertaining. Pretty damn awesome, right? Yeah, I mean, probably my, uh, my favorite Robert England role outside of Freddy Krueger, 100%, is, is in playing 2001 the, Maniacs. Playing the mayor or whatever of this yeah, ghost town in, the, um, in Florida, I guess, right? Or Louisiana, wherever the, the hell they're supposed to be. Southern gentleman that he plays. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Honestly, like, if you're only going to watch, you know, obviously, I, I think everyone who's a horror fan should have at least by now have seen um, most, if not all, of the Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff because he is a fucking icon and we wouldn't yeah and we wouldn't have any of the shit that we have now if it wasn't for people like him so 2000 maniacs is a staple but if you're gonna only watch one of these movies this week fucking watch 2001 maniacs because it it's hilarious and you get the same idea of what the first one is gonna be about so jerry said he's never really seen any of his movies uh, basically, he is known as the godfather of gore. 1963, he did a movie called Blood Feast. And in 1963, you're watching a guy cut a girl's leg off in, like, a fucking bathtub and all oh, sorts God. of shit like that. Like, the first one to really do, like, to us now, it's cheesy, but it's it was considered very graphic at the time. And you were only seeing these movies at, like, the grindhouse theaters or drive-ins at the time. Very, very of the time, really. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Very ahead of, of everybody else at that point, right? Like, you know, you still had Hitchcock movies going on in that in that time period. And this guy was literally just fucking he was a maniac. Shit. But a very smart one. He was actually yes. uh I think he was a uh he worked in advertising, right? And he just knew what sold and how to sell shit. He was a he was a genius along with it. Mad genius. But I, I'm just joking. He's not actually a maniac. He was actually a really cool guy. I interviewed him <laughs> years ago, and uh, he was very cool. So, uh, you know, I, I think you guys should check both of them out. Definitely at least watch uh, 2000 Maniacs, and you'll be prepared for next week's episode. So, uh, Fat Hog Jerry Meehan, where could they find you sweet, on the internet? Sweet. Uh, Instagram's at Jermian Jr. And Grizz, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We will see you next week with 2000 Maniacs slash 2001 Maniacs. Double header. 